0: On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. All right, hey, it's Chase from On the Table Gaming, and we're back for episode fifty-five of the On the Table Gaming podcast. And once again, I'm joined by Ben from Blitz Mini. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Chase. Now you know we really stepped into it here. You made some comments about Dire Wolves two episodes ago, and I said, you know what? Let's let's bring on two Stark players to do kind of like a point counterpoint sort of situation to respond to your comments. And I realized in my approach, I may have made a mistake in that I brought on two Stark players when maybe I should have brought on a Stark and like a Lannister or Stark and a Night's Watch player just to get the wider base of perspective. But uh, I, I blame, I blame all you. I blame you th- for this. the, the uh, starting that commentary. <laughs> There are people crying, crying salty tears about some of the comments you made about Shaggy Dog originally. So. Oh,
1: come on. <laughs> Guys, if you watch my channel, I've seen Shaggy Dog rip up Gregor in a single hit. That, that's not funny.
0: <sighs> I really can't complain, though. I've been mostly playing my free folk and with my trappers, and uh, my games haven't felt any different against Stark. So I don't know. It hasn't been that consequential. Um, it's you and your damn traps. Exactly. <laughs> But I think a lot of the Walder Frey fears for that, too, are, are maybe, you know, on paper, Walder Frey is this monster for five points, being able to you know shut down uh, abilities and deal a wound. But in the actual game, there's a lot of other variables to consider. So maybe he won't be as scary. I think we get a few more games in with him on the table. It'll be a little bit more clear. Yeah, I think Walder Frey is going
1: to be a really strong character. And I think it's going to be a natural counter to Varys. Mm, um, yeah. because you know if you take the swords then does he want to varus walder or does he want to varus the the zone uh i think it gives him some some decision making there uh but yeah i mean am i really going to use walder to mute a dog it i i i don't i don't think
0: those fears are going to be uh found to be yeah. honest i, I know, think I, and especially as more games get played by people i think that fear is going to go away and this is you know Not uncommon to happen when there's a new unit coming out before we get to play it that people start reading about its abilities and go, how the heck is this going to be balanced? And, but you know, I think, I think time will bear that out. Yeah. Just, I mean, don't jump into conclusions and it should be fine. (laughs) But that's what we do best.
1: Of Uh, course, it's the internet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad I could help feed into some of that. Sorry, everybody. but man, so we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. And I want to talk today about the Stormcrow mercenaries as well as the 1.5 changes that they're previewing. We've got three units they showed out of their 1.5 future update. But uh, before we even get into all of that, um, we've got some really cool events coming up. And the Thailand Seaman C- uh, the, the C- Expo, that's just around the corner
1: yeah that's at the end of the month that's at it's
0: the 30th of november
1: and 1st of december these are the two days that the simon the thailand simon expo will be on and you're going to be there right you're going to be our kind of person on the ground doing coverage yes so we're going to have two live streams uh on which i've got a lot of stuff to give away within that five ten minutes uh so you know uh i'll give you the links and you can you know just put them down in the in the description down below and people can look at the link and set reminders and if you have time during that time and you want to just pop in to listen you can and there's a chance for everybody who's a subscriber to walk away with uh cave dwellers neutral heroes two, kickstarter invader sets and probably simon will give me a few more goodies to throw in there so all right that sounds
0: like it's gonna be awesome it it is it is yeah and this is the first, this is right, the first uh, Thailand Simon event that they're doing, they're hosting? Uh,
1: it is the first time they're going to be doing it in Asia. And I, th- I hear that the marketing team is trying to do like a simultaneous four expos next
0: year. Whew. Oh my gosh. that's. Gonna
1: I be- mean, you know, I've done some shows and I'm like, I don't know if you guys know how much work that <laughs> is. But
0: uh, I'm like,
1: uh. Well, I'm looking the- forward to it. Yeah, so am I. But some pallets are gonna go the wrong place. They're gonna end up with one oh. place with all SIF and one place with all zombie side. <laughs> just, just as
0: long as those pallets are the ones near me. That's what I.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I say too. <laughs> I'll pick up. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll you're to the I on the
0: other side of the world. <laughs> and then you're doing yeah. your uh, on the on November seventeenth. You're also gonna be doing a live stream for your Blitz mini subscriber contest. That's right and that's something for you too Chase because we Ooh. have
1: just crossed as of last night 1800 subscribers which Ooh. means that Chase and on the on tabletop is going to be giving a Baratheon starter set away. How he does that is entirely up to him. I'll leave that to you. So we've got uh, we've uh, got
0: our new website deploying next week so we're going to post it on there to get people to come over and check it out. Ah, perfect. So, okay. On table so, Well, can I win? Gee, you could, but then I feel like there's going to be a lot of shipping involved then if it's just going back and forth here. <laughs> I'll just keep it then. <laughs> oh, 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 I see how it is.
1: No, uh, mine are already being painted, so hopefully. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So when that comes out, like, I would love to have them on the table and have a few more games with them. And so then but, your live uh, stream is going to be at. Uh, what time? Timing is gonna be
0: seven. It's gonna be ten thirty my time in, in at All night. Right. And it's what a coincidence! It's be- gonna be ten thirty my time, Eastern Standard Time. It's gonna be ten thirty a.m. If you're out in California, I know we got some California guys. That's seven thirty a.m. for you on November seventeenth. So it's gonna be a Sunday morning. So that'll be awesome, and uh, you know, a day of rest and a song of ice and fire. Yeah, just before you go to church, you know, get there, some get some get some go. killing in
1: and that's There's all good. <laughs> a, yeah, there we go. Man. <clears throat> yeah, so on my on, on this Sunday, uh we'll be giving away the Baratheon starter set. I will probably give away a few other things uh along the way, uh things that I've picked up, maybe um a couple of the prizes mm-hmm. that I've won, uh some alternate sculpts and
0: stuff like that. Sweet, well, congratulations, man, and thank you for your support of on the table gaming as well. I mean it's just great to see the community growing, and uh it's really cool because I feel like we're you know we're definitely uh spatially in different markets, even if the song of us and of our community is somewhat small um you know it's cool to have someone who's out in the the Asia scene,
1: yeah, I mean, look, there are not that many content uh producers for the game,
0: so you know I think we all need to support each other yeah. absolutely and uh And that being said, there's been some pretty cool stuff coming out that people uh, should be excited for. And I don't know if you had a chance to look at them, the Stormcrow Mercenaries that came out.
1: Ooh, yes, I have.
0: So we've got the (laughs) the basic Stormcrow Mercenaries is a uh, five-point unit that's got a movement speed of five, four-plus to hit on a 753 profile, four-plus armor, seven-plus morale, then they have this adaptive ability. When building your army, reduce the cost of one attachment in this unit by one, and this ability motivated by coin, if targeted by the wealth zone, this unit may replace its effect with this unit and make a free attack action. They're kind of like little mini, mini berserkers. Uh, berserkers? What, well, you well you 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 You're your double gold attacks gold? in around. They're going to be built right in. They're going to be chopping up stuff. I feel like this would be a, a really interesting multi-attack unit.
1: Mm, it, does, it does kind of make the bags worth a little bit more. Um,
0: and and oh, Yeah, you're right. It gives you another attack. Well, uh, I guess I, it, guess I should add to that. The, the Stormcrow Lieutenant is the one-point attachment, which if you put it in that unit, is essentially a free attachment. And he's got improved armaments. When you control the Wealth Zone, this unit's attacks roll plus one die and gain Sundering. So I feel like it's like a basically this five-point unit, if you put that attachment in, it's coming natively with an additional die to attack and has Sundering while you're controlling the wealth and while you may be getting those multiple attacks.
1: Mm, Yeah, so I think that kind of makes him, uh, if I'm not wrong, and I'm doing this offhand here, but it should be the same as the Sentinels profile. Oh, yeah. um, Which is 864 Sundering, and 4-plus and 7-plus uh, morale and armor, respectively. And that's a 6-point unit. So this is a 5-point unit, but you've got to control bags to get them right to a that point. Bit. So so I, I, think, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I, do, I do see them as more a... Uh, I think the 1-point attachment of the lieutenant is, is not bad in, in their... In their army but if you play uh, them as mercenaries you're going to want to put your own factions one point into them right in my right. case you're going to be wanting to put um guard captains or assault vets or maybe you even want to go with like you know jamie king's guard because then it's one point attachment and he's always doing wounds that's not bad so they're a cheap unit that you can go and grab objectives with and they've got middling
0: stats not so bad Yeah, and for a cheap kind of like discount option. And I, you know, because I always wondered for the neutrals, the, the, the balancing of them is challenging because they can be fielded in almost every army at this time. So they can't, the units can't be like so powerful that they kind of bully out other options that factions have. And I know the neutrals kind of balance that with a stronger tactics deck. But I think this has some really interesting options. And especially with the attachment ability, adaptive, you know, the more attachments that come out, the more interesting this unit can become. That is very true. Yeah, that is very
1: true. But I mean, an attachment on its own is is not gonna help because they have no single good stat. That's true.
0: Yeah, you know. But I mean, I guess that's the at kinda... their price, right? If it's if it's five points and you, uh, you put an Umber Champion in there or something, you know, they're, oh. they're rolling a, a decent amount of dice for a little feisty. Like that's why I think of them as like crappy berserkers or something. Like they're instead of seven points, they're five. But they could have a little bit of punch to them. They're like a you know a little crappy version of it (laughs) i mean i don't have any of the other abilities i don't know why i'm comparing to the berserkers i just feel like it feels like this unit could do a a surprising amount of output for a five point unit if you tool it the right way but it's still like (laughs) clearly the budget version of any other good unit (laughs)
1: yeah yeah i think it's a backline unit and maybe if your opponent grabs uh swords then you can grab you know, bags and just do something with it. The 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 uh motivated by coin is very interesting to me.
0: Absolutely. And the other unit that released with this is the Stormcrow Archers. Now that's a six-point unit. They got movement speed of five and long bows, which is a long range attack. It hits on a four plus at seven five three. They do have a melee attack with a short sword. It hits on a five plus six four three. Armor five plus morale eight plus I'm getting some free folk feels here. And they also have, adap- have Adaptive when building your army, reduce the cost of attachments by one. And they're motivated by coin as well. So if you're targeted by the Wealth Zone, you can also get a free attack action. Uh, another really interesting choice. Now, these guys, I don't know. I think the, the, the artwork on the box looks really cool. Stats are okay. These were not one... Uh, I think I'll probably end up playing these just because they look cool, but they seem like they might be clearly a little bit lower stats than some of the other range options you might be looking to field. If you're a Night's Watch, I don't know why you would take these over a Uh If you're a Stark player, uh, I think Stark longbowmen are a pretty good option already. But, you know, we'll see. Baratheons, I yeah. guess, don't have any range options yet. This would be something to throw in with your Baratheons.
1: Yeah, I I think this this unit is actually in need of the lieutenant
0: more than, uh, um, than the musketeers. Oh, you know what? And you're right because I didn't even realize it's the attacks. It's not melee attacks. It's all attacks. So ranged attacks as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it. Uh, I think
1: the lieutenant is going to be... You guys in the States call them lieutenants, right? Yes. (laughs) We call them lieutenants, yeah. So it's it's a British and uh, US thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'll call it lieutenant then. Uh, So the lieutenants are pretty good uh, for bastard girls as well because you get uh, two attacks and both of them gain sundering.
0: Oh, that's going to be a great one, yeah. Man. Yeah.
1: Uh, but I think I think um, you know if if you play range units and not I mean maybe for Chase he doesn't understand this
0: because his range units are really bad at their job. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking I was looking at these stats and I was like five plus the hit on a short sword like that's pretty good for for a, a range unit. Sweet. Well, I mean if you if you look at um crossbows, let's
1: say Lannister crossbows, mm-hmm. right? The the predicament that we always have is that you know I put Cersei on the swords, I attach them to the unit, and then I fire my crossbows at them. Hmm. And I've probably done between five and six wounds after armor saves and morale tests. You're gonna now have to decide whether you wanna take the bags to heal or I could block you from that if you take something else, right? Now, the benefit of the Stormcrow archers is that they could take the swords, fire at you, and then if you don't take the money bags, he doesn't just block you from it. He can actually shoot you again, which is really, really oh. good. to hurt. Yeah, so I, I, I think they're a pretty vicious unit. Um, and, you know,
0: if you put the, the lieutenant in there, whew, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fly, Man, I'm just loving that they... I mean, now also for neutral, like straight up neutral players, they've got a bunch of options here with the blackguards that just recently came out with these stormcrows. They've now got, you know, they feel more like a real faction. Not that they weren't a real faction before, but they've got more options now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I like the flavor that uh, the stormcrows. Even though in the book they only really served uh, Danny. Or, or Daenerys, right? Uh, right. I think um, it, it's really nice that they made them neutral because they aren't actually loyal to Danny. Right. And the Targaryens, they, 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 so they could have made them a Targaryen unit, but they didn't, you know, they, they made them a neutral because that's exact,
0: exactly what they are. They're mercenaries. If you're fans of the HBO series um, and you haven't read the books, the Stone Crows from the books, the Storm Crows from the books were actually <laughs> folded into the Second Sons. And so they took that mercenary camp. And they just kind of blended the two from the books in together just to make probably the show go more quickly and not having to get into the nitty gritty of all these different mercenary camps. Um, so there's still kind of a, a pretty wide open design space for, for Come On Games to do other mercenaries like the Second Sons, the Golden Company, things like that. So, I mean, man, this game, I, I always forget when they're coming out with these units and I'm like, oh, what could, what's left to do? What's left? to do? There's so much left to do. This is such an expansive uh, universe. Yeah, they 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 really have so much more to cover, and and that that's good for us, isn't it? Oh my gosh, absolutely! Uh, and now you know, I think we'll go into these guys and look for some lists and and some really interesting ways to utilize these. But this was kind of just like the hot take that just came out, and unfortunately, you know, in the last week, all this stuff coming out, it's a, it just became overshadowed by today. We had a preview from an article from Come On Games, Visions in the Flames. Attachments and units in Update 1.5. They give us a preview of some of the changes that are going to be coming in 1.5 for A Song of Ice and Fire: The Miniatures Game. So right off the bat, they give us an example of the House Tully sworn shields dropping from seven points down to six points. Which in itself, I mean, that's a that's a pretty interesting change. Um, what any, any initial thoughts on on that point change? I think um, the drop for
1: <clears throat> the Tully Swan Shields is, is good I, I certainly don't think they were a 7 point unit Um, I am hoping that they drop Pyromancers
0: Ooh,
1: <laughs> that's a good if if we're doing repointing but you know that's just See, this is the that problem Lattice I have on. a Lannister player on now I know oh yeah you made the same mistake oh gosh oh, I'm in a loop uh, okay no but uh, I, I do think the Tully Cavs deserved a point drop
0: uh, yeah, they're in a wants, weird spot. They, yeah, they, they are they're and, not like super I mean, they're specialized, but in some of the other elite options, like great axes at seven points, even Berserkers at seven points, um, they were kind of not at the super elite tier. I, I wonder, though, like now at six points, like that that might be a steal. that's like that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think that's the problem though. I think, I think they have a like a spreadsheet with how they calculate the points, hmm and maybe it was a seven-point unit, but if you take into account the meta of the faction, right. then then they don't want to be played. So, um, you know, it's like how Barristan Selmy is three points for Lannis, right? It's yeah. uh, a three-point attachment and he adds morale. If you look at the other uh, units that add morale for Starks, there are only two points. Mm-hmm. and i think the game devs did mention at a time that you know it is because it's lannister it's hard to get good leaders and whatnot so i think it's the same thing uh you know the stocks are more maneuverable more hard hitting they aren't a stay and take it kind of defensive force so maybe they wanted to make the
0: tally the tally swan shields a little bit more expensive um i think it makes sense i mean it was i'm not saying it's a bad change i'm just saying that you're right they, they weren't Really seven points was not the place for them. They're kind of like caught in that limbo. Is this like a 6.5 unit? Is this a seven point unit? Uh, I'm excited. I think it's six points. We're going to see them in more lists and especially the way the, the factions been sort of opening up with the, the more changes from 1.4, even with the wolves, those changes, there have been a lot more lists being fielded. And, um, you know, we've already been seeing some more house Tully sworn shields out there. I think this only encourages more diverse list building and, uh, i think it's really good for the faction
1: yeah 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 i think i think so and and if you look at um uh the Roderick update that came along with this oh my god
0: uh, (laughs) okay let's 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 move on okay (laughs) so Roderick castle he's ditching his order marshal training and that was the one where if you're in melee after attack dice are rolled the defender becomes vulnerable that's been dropped entirely, and he's picked up the same order that's on the Night's Watch uh, Ranger trackers. Are those the mounted ones? I always yes. mix this up. The Ranger trackers. So now he actually has order mark target. So, start of a friendly turn, one enemy in line of sight and long range becomes vulnerable, and he's got exposed opening still. When targeting vulnerable enemies, this unit may reroll any misses. Whoa. I, I think this is going to be huge for the Starks
1: i I mean I don't think it's it's uh it's you know huge, huge, but I think it's a fix that was needed for the Roderick list, uh, because a lot of the Roderick cards require you to attack a unit which is vulnerable, right. And uh, because of the timing of his last order. Uh, where it's after attack dice, you couldn't have played the card, so there was that issue. Um, Nick on my channel tried playing Roderick before, and he mentioned this that the timing was all off. If he can't put a vulnerable, even with uh, swan sword captains, if they put the vulnerable after attack dice are rolled, the problem is that they can't have played Roderick's cards the fir- in the first round of
0: engagement. But don't so, you see? Don't you see, like Mark Target in a faction like the Starks, like this is a he's a playmaker now, like. He can. he's going to be able to throw out that vulnerable token. Even if he's not going to capitalize on it, he's going to be getting those vulnerable tokens out at long range so that your units can be charging in and, and capitalizing and on that. That's
1: very, very true. Yeah,
0: I mean, but Roderick's cards are uh,
1: weaker than the other commanders that they can mm-hmm. put on the table. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I
0: think that's fair. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I have not faced a lot of Roderick Castle uh, as free folk, especially, but not recently, and I'm, I'm excited to see how this maybe gets him out there a little bit more. I know there are some people out there that are going to be like, "What are you kidding me? Like I'm all about him, And that's my main thing. That's awesome. But man, those guys are going to be thrilled, I think, because you know, that long range, messing around with the chosen of Styre and being able to throw out my tokens at long range so often, I mean, this is only it's an order still, but in a faction where you can get these sudden charges and you can close the distance and smash with a bunch of dice. Throwing out that vulnerable, I think, is going to be really key. And, you know, there's also some interesting things, just even the synergy for his unit. Uh, now he's got a lot more play. He doesn't always have to be on the front line. If you want, you could throw him in a unit of uh, Stark Bowman even and, uh, you know, just be shooting down guys with arrows and trying to make them vulnerable and make your, get your rerolls and take out some targets that way. So I think there's, like, a lot more variance here in how he can be fielded.
1: Yes, yes. All stop players who are listening, please put them in a Bowman unit. So Cersei. Can... <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right. No, no, no. Yeah. But, but I I, I do well, think I do think <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think you're right. It it, it
0: definitely needs to be in the stock Bowman unit. It it does make sense. I mean it least, really. I, what I'm just saying is now there's these choices. Like I mean you, know, you know, before he had to be up there in the thick of things. Now, you know, man, I don't know. I'm excited to see um some of the top competitive players that what they say is they get a look at this and if they're going to start using him to, to kind of set up their combos to even more devastating effect. I mean, now the one thing is the line of sight that maybe gets a little problematic sometimes, but you know, I I think there's definitely ways you can play around that. And it's, that's not detriment. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Oh, does it say line of sight? It does need line of sight and long range. Ah, okay. So it's not just long. Okay, all right. So yeah. you won't and be shooting with this. your bowmen, you know, over terrain and just you know mauling everybody. But but you know, <laughs> there's still some scenarios you can set up. Um, and the other one they had was the champion of the faith. This, I, like, I'm looking at my Lannisters, being like, you know, next time I get face rolled as my free folk, I might just be taking my Lannisters off the shelf for a little bit and and trying out some of these champions of the faith. So the old champion of the faith, order stand resolute. When this unit passes a morale test, all enemies engaged with this unit become vulnerable. That's been thrown away. Now it has unwavering conviction. When this unit activates, it may make a morale test. On a success, it may restore up to two wounds. On a failure, it restores one wound instead. Man, we, this is pretty cool.
1: It is, it is uh, an amazing. Now, the problem is they didn't show us the other side of the card because we don't know uh, if the points went up. So... Oh, that'd be dastardly. Could,
0: could Do you think? yeah? It, um, oh, no, that could no, be... No, I,
1: I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just, then again, just adding a caveat of in there.
0: Is a, a diabolical individual. But I feel like <laughs> the way this article is laid out, you know, from the Song of Ice of design and development team, it's all like very formal. I feel like that'd be kind of like a, a little underhanded blow if they did that. I don't know. <laughs> But okay, yeah. So let's assume they didn't. And uh, I, I think
1: with this uh, card, uh, the Faith Army becomes a lot uh, more viable. So the problem I face, I, I, uh, I have a bad rep that just dropped last night and it was I, was I was trying out the High Sparrow with a full Faith concept. You know, two poor fellows, warrior sons, everything. And the problem was that my opponent could just not attack the poor fellows and I would never mm, get a faith token right so now with this it means that on turn one everyone basically has a faith token already oh. and then uh, on round two my warrior sons have two faith tokens which allows them to do their full cycle uh, of defense and attack so it's, it's gonna it's gonna make the faith units a lot
0: hardier yeah and just the idea of this sort of recursion mechanic you know the slower generation I don't know. I think that's really interesting. The one thing that someone pointed out to me, and I'm not sure how I feel about yet, and I, like I said, I haven't been playing Lannisters for quite some time now, but um, I, just fluff-wise, I really like Barristan Selmy, the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. He's a three-point unit with duty to the crown. While you control the crown, each time this unit passes a morale test, it may restore up to D3 wounds. And he also has Stalwart. This unit gets plus two morale test rolls. Um, I used to think he'd be cool like just for regenerating the wounds, when really his main ability is to get the morale buff. But he's three points, when it comes to actually healing, it looks like the faith, uh, this faith commander, the cha- it looks like this uh, champion of the faith, he's going to kind of be the, 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 the king of a cheap way to heal units.
1: Uh, yeah, but do, don't, don't forget, you're talking about lattices, so our morale is normally seven. That's true. Uh, which is like, it's a 58% chance, but even then it's meh. You know, it's, it's not always going to happen. <laughs> so he'll be,
0: he'll be better for those high, uh, those poor morale units. But if you're taking, you know, like you were saying before, an army of the faith with like poor fellows, with your warrior sons, um, they've got pretty good morale. And it looks like, oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's when you have your champion of the faith you're throwing in there. And, and honestly, the uh, poor fellows
1: really, really need uh, more healing. Because their ability, their fanatical or zealous strike or something like that, mm-hmm. um, that, that has the potential to do four wounds to themselves.
0: Right. As so well when as the unit act- attacks, after attack dice are rolled, it may expend one faith token to deal the defender D3 plus one additional wounds. After this attack has been completed, this unit also suffers that many wounds. So, whew. But now they yeah, can trade want- up well exactly and
1: and they have the reinforcements which allows them when they activate to uh restore d3 mm-hmm. uh wounds if they control the back, and, and it's automatically a three um so this would give them effectively five wounds
0: yeah healing so man. that that
1: that that is really good that is really good that's gonna make uh faith uh you un- armies make a comeback i think yeah because we had, yeah. we had difficulty generating those faith
0: tokens. So, you know, overall impression of the 1, 1. 1.5 preview, what do you think? Are, are things going in the right direction? Is this doom and gloom? Is there some master plan we're not seeing that now is slowly being revealed and it, everything's going to be awesome? What's your like initial gut check? I, I think it, it's in line with their overall aim. Uh, they've always
1: said that they want to make sure that, you know, uh, you play uh, what you think is cool and you'd have a decent chance of winning. Um, and I think I think this is all in line with that Roderick Cassell yes I know I, I, I have lost to a Roderick Cassell list uh, currently in the current meta mm-hmm. but uh, it isn't seen as much as some of the other Stark commanders uh Swan Shield, Champion of the Faith, all these things are lesser rated so or not as popular. So I think, yeah, they're trying to make them all even out so that, you know, you can play whatever you want and it would be, and it would work and everything is balanced in terms of points. So I think, I think it's a very good change.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I don't think, I mean, I think Roderick Castle is a pretty strong buff, Um, maybe I'm just overreacting. Let me know in the notes below guys. Uh, leave me a comment. Let me know. What do you think about Roger Castle? But uh, I think the internet will let you know. Oh, they sure will. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I think all of these are really sensible. Like, I don't know. I I think I'm actually really impressed. There are changes that I didn't know I wanted, um, that really make sense. And I think it shows a really good eye for detail. And I, and I think they're really on top of things. I'm, I think, this is going to be a good year for for a Song of Ice and Fire. When the, if if this is just a even a small amount of what the 1.5 changes look like, sign me up. I I'm, yeah. I'm ready. Where's the rest of them, guys? Keep keep them coming. What we got? I mean, pyromances are going down to six. Oh yeah, is that was that what
1: you're calling right there? <laughs> no, no, if, no, I don't think you, so. You I don't enough. Think... Is that how it works? (laughs) No, I don't think so. But I, I, like I said in the last podcast, I do think there will be a change for halberdiers because they are non existent on competitive tables as of now. Oh, yeah, they that's that's a really good point.
0: But what I mean, what would you change about halberdiers though?
1: I don't know, man. Like, I, I wouldn't even have known what to change with champion of the faith. That's, That's true. Or Swan or Roderick. You know, so um, yeah, these guys are great at their job. Let's let's hope they they just keep it up because. Uh... I mean, I've seen some comments on uh on the Halberdiers and what could be changed and stuff like that. But, you know, better to leave it to the guys who know what they're doing, right? I, mean, I think it makes sense,
0: yeah. As a Lannister player, I would make them 3-plus to hit and 3-plus save, you know? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. There's <laughs> a The problem is, I mean, I guess maybe the armor, maybe the armor is the way to go. Because I just feel like for a unit that is somewhat billed as being able to, like, hit back, right, set for charge, 4-plus um, armor and then, like, not that great morale. You know, even though your mm. stat line declines, you know, seven seven three. even though you lose a rank, you're still okay. But they just kind of melt somewhat fast for a unit that's supposed to be able to take a charge. I don't know. Well, a 3-plus without a shield
1: would be quite rare, right? I mean, the only guys who have that now are veterans of the watch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so anyway, we'll, 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 we'll see. I mean, it's only a
0: couple of weeks before they release the whole thing, right? Did they give I- a date? No, they did not. So hopefully, hopefully we get one. Com- hopefully, uh, we find out more soon. Um, they just have a, uh, you know, in the coming time <laughs> they'll be going over a few more specific attachments and and units. Um, but we're I'm excited to see the rest of the series. So I'm assuming that, and this is complete assumption that doesn't say anywhere in the article. I'm assuming that we're looking at like an every week thing, maybe or maybe every two weeks, but. Uh, it seems like oftentimes, uh, yeah. Now take that out. Uh, but it seems like they're saying this is going to be a series, like a series of articles coming out. So, you know, I think that'll be cool to see what they come up with.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think it. I think it will. You know, um, I, I I'm really excited. The only thing I can say is that for us as content creators, mm-hmm. every time a new version comes out, we need to to go and uh, backtrack and see what is still relevant, and you
0: know, maybe yeah. change some of our stuff. Those are good problems though, right? (laughs) My thing is Uh, I'm trying to go through and like Photoshop out the lines on the cards so that I can use them in videos. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Or I'm like, here's my big box. I'm kind of like particular about what kind of card quality I want to have in my videos. And, um, Well you could, you could just mask this really. Yes. Or, you know, there's the, the wonders of the replace content fill aware button in Photoshop where it will fill in an area based on what's surrounding it. Exactly, that's, exactly, yeah,'m giving away the secrets here now, but oh. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's kind of a kind of a shorter episode, but I think you know we've got some great stuff coming up here, and you know, not only do we have these new units coming out, not only are the Baratheons here almost, I feel like I've been saying that for a little while, but they're they're on they're on the doorstep, they're almost here um tomorrow, right tomorrow it drops allegedly tomorrow. um I've heard there have been three different dates, so. We had the fifteenth for uh, Adam Level said uh, Adam Level said the fifteenth. Then I think Ad, the marketing team said the eighteenth. And then I think there were some distributors that said for some uh, for some United States locations that their shipments might not be going out and arriving in your hands until the twenty second. But we're talking a week, like within the next week, Baratheons will have stormed, you know, your local stores and areas. So we're so close, and I think that'll be. That'll be a big sigh of relief because I feel like there was a little bit of uh, maybe it's just in my small community, but a little bit of, of of feelings about how Gen Con and the Baratheons went, and people have want them so bad. It's one of the most hotly contested factions, and and once it's here and we're all playing with them, I think it'll be be good times, especially with these upcoming changes and the game's just in such a great place. And togs are coming out next. which Oh is awesome. man. I'm really excited for those. I've uh, For PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia, if anyone's going down there, uh, make sure to check out the Song of Ice and Fire games, and uh, I'll be down there. If you guys bump into me, Valor, Morgulis, go ahead and say that to me, and you'll get a, a cool alt art card. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see the, the Targaryens there. There were some spoiled events that are like Baratheons versus Targaryen games. That's what I'm looking for. Oh God, I need to say Vala Maghulis to you now. There we go. I that was <laughs> shipping. I had, I've done some, we'll see if I can do some international shipping out to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. But you know, in, I, think, I think that's where we're at. I think this is like a, such a great week for new content. A lot of the stuff that came out today. So we'll do a little bit of list building. We'll talk with some community members and we'll see if we can get some stuff up for you next episode. On, for those of you that are buying your Storm Crows in mass right now, you know how you want to be running them what are the lists you want to put in them but uh i think they're cool and i look like they look like they're fun to paint so uh, i'm excited yeah
1: the arches look really beautiful sculpts oh, really beautiful sculpts the the, the stats notwithstanding
0: <laughs> but you know someone will make them work i'm like you know, mike from off the wall i'm sure he'll he'll uh, as a diehard neutral player i'm sure he'll find a way to run them like exclusively or something. He usually finds a unit that people are like not so hot about and he'll make it shine. So I'll wait and see what he comes up with. But yeah, let's do in that. the meantime, congratulations on hitting 1.8 K subscribers on a YouTube channel. If for some reason you're listening to this podcast and you have not subscribed to Blitz mini on YouTube, you are missing out. Uh, he's turning out awesome content, amazing battle reports. And I loved in the last uh, Battle Report, I got to see. I know you came out with one today. I haven't watched it yet. But the last one you had, the the hand of cards, that was shown on the bottom of the screen, that's brilliant. I love it. Getting able to see yeah. what you've got in the hands and why you're playing things, that's key.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense for what's going on and helps with the flow. And let me just give a shout out to Tabletop Warden. They're a German... Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's Yannick Burr. He's you know. the guy who
0: made the others faction for the fan. Base. Exactly, exactly.
1: And and I think I think he he does great battle raps as well. The only thing is that he does it in German. Um, and and I
0: caught I caught you know a lot of ideas from him. Yeah, so it's great. And I hope if you guys are out there, you want to make content too, jump on, get inspired. There's so much cool stuff going on. And uh, in the meantime, I hope you get your miniatures on the table.